1: Hello, welcome to Aging Life, the show about all things aging. Uh, Today, we will be hearing about a unique organization offering a valuable program for older adults as well as young people. Um, There are many studies conducted around the world that have identified the significant value and importance of connecting youth with seniors. When they serve each other, the lives of the seniors and the youth are greatly enhanced, and contribute to overcoming many of the challenges those two groups commonly face, including loneliness, isolation, depression, and suicide. Through serving each other, their feelings of self-worth and their happiness are increased. Through the act of giving back to the other, both the senior and the young person are enriched. This was the motivating force behind the development of the nonprofit organization Seniors for Seniors. Seniors. Founder and CEO Eric Peterson is joining me here today along with Dr. Jason Powell, professor and senior vice president of Seniors for Seniors. We will discuss this unique and innovative program bringing meaning to the life of those who participate. We will also discuss ways that your community can develop such a program that provides mentorship to to your loved one, um, yourself, or the young people that you know, and you know, a program that will offer purpose and meaning to both the seniors and our young adults. Welcome and thank you, Eric and um, Professor Powell. Um, thank you for joining us today on Aging Life.
2: Thank you for having us.
1: And I've got um, Eric Peterson, founder and CEO, is coming to us from Colorado, and where the program exists. And uh, Professor Jason Powell, who is Senior Vice President with the program um, and has a very um, long and illustrious bio himself. And he's coming to us from across the pond. In England. I don't know exactly where in the UK you are, Dr. Powell.
3: Um, Manchester, in England? Oh,
1: lovely. Yes. Very nice. And so at some point, I want to talk about how the two of you came together. But um, I'd like to first start with Eric, as the founder of Senior for Seniors. Um, Please tell our audience why you develop this program and what the needs are that you believe are being met by those who participate.
2: Thank you for answering that Nancy. Well, I was a caregiver in our senior community and my daily interactions with these senior adults, you to be pretty close to them, you Mm -hmm. know, intimately as well as emotionally. And my interactions with them you know, over time, I felt something was missing. And I couldn't, at first, I couldn't really figure out what it was. What I came to, what came to be is that these individuals were missing interactions. Not necessarily interactions, but connection. As we all know, we have interactions with people, we're not feel connection. They were missing connections with their family members, they were missing family, (laughs) you know, the community to in the community to a church organizations to even the queer people that worked in the queer they had a connection because they had a common goal they were working together and focusing on mm-hmm. and they came and then i thought you know what i want to do something about this and then something too i was recognizing i learned to know that the youth were facing the same challenges you know with ice and loneliness and depression and as you mentioned too at times setting up to say suicide yeah and I, like I said before, I wanted to do something about it. So that the idea came to me, put, that put these two unique groups together, that are both vulnerable and they're so strong. They can be each other's allies and support each other. And you mentioned about how they can support each other. Mm-hmm. Our, our goal is putting them together in common interests. And if we can, ideally in the same interest that the youth has, do so we have a youth that was interested in being in the Education. Uh-huh. And we have a senior adult as a teacher or a principal or something in the educational field, put them two together, and it'll be a very strong bond because that youth can learn a lot from that senior adult, not just about education, but they can learn about values to true grit to life experiences that you, that adult can pass on to that youth. As well as this youth can teach a senior adult and that might be challenged with, you know, say they have a broken hip and they're bedridden. That passion they have, they can feel from that youth. It seems very transparent, and that's going to motivate that senior adult. Hey, you know, I can do more. You know, right. And, right. I mean, they might have this challenge right now, but you know, I've had challenges like that. Was like because the had is youth, and do I can I can overcome this?
1: And I, yeah, and I would think, um, I mean, certainly um, I know on your website, I watched the video of one woman who said she had learned how to do Zoom. Um, I mean, the obvious thing young people can teach seniors um, of any age um, is how to use technology. And so um, assisting them in um, the use of Technology that would allow them to visit with families in different states and, you know, some of those obvious things, as well as companionship and um, just that overwhelming feeling of purpose when you're giving back to a young person. Definitely. Yeah.
2: So the biggest thing about our program is is primarily about
1: because About what? I
2: uh, probably one thing that people learn from my program is service and that's services in our program. Oh, service! Yes. As well, it's as inspires mm-hmm. as to other opportunities. They they're more visual or they're more receptive or seeing more opportunities and they can serve. They will mm-hmm. want to serve because they see they, they feel mm-hmm. they feel the value of serving how good they feel doing mm-hmm. so. You mm-hmm. a little well, for these opportunities
1: beyond yeah. what we're doing here. Well, many, many, certainly, many young seniors are looking for opportunities to serve. Um, but um, going to assisted living as the the focal point of finding um, the older adults who might want to participate is is really um, was quite smart on your part. And I hear that it was because you were working in an assisted living and you saw the gap, the need. I did. Yeah, very nice. And uh, before we st- talk more about the program, I'd like to ask uh, Professor Powell, who's been in the aging world in, gosh, let me look at that bio of yours because it's pretty cool. Um, you, um, you are the provost at the Manchester Institute of Learning and Excellence and visiting professor at the University of Chester and uh, an eclectic academician at the Academy of Urbanism, uh, and a fellow of the Royal Society for Public Health. But you're um, you're the most cited researcher of all time um, in Google Scholar for your research on care and age. So you've been in this arena for a long time as, as I have, but you've been more on the academic and research side. So from that perspective, um, talk to us about what these folks, um, particularly seniors, can glean from this kind of participation in this kind of program
3: yeah thank you very very much that's very kind um overview there um it's a it's a compelling question um there is a context in terms of how i got involved um with eric um and seniors for seniors um i was doing research in the uk um exploring loneliness um in later life and looking at some of the questions in care homes for example sake in terms of you know why in the uk in particular Older people felt that you know the the effects as aware of isolation and the effects of that were loneliness, depression, for example, say, um, and a number of sorts of academics were doing similar research and raising a lot of critical questions about it. But it they were only talking about the implications and 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 that that and it only went as far as that. So I decided, well, some at some point you know, it's great to be critical, but you've got to do something with the critical questions. And then um, I then started to sort of look at what sort of programs and activities were taking place that were enhancing, you know, looking globally, you know, looking at how older people's experiences were being enhanced intergenerationally. Um, And then I came across Eric and his program um, and it was um, absolutely extraordinary and quite unique. Um, in the UK, um, you know, many universities have something called work-based learning, um, but they have not been as specific as what Eric's program is. So that was the uniqueness, um, and the idea of bridging the divide, um, and you know, the, between young and old, and the concept of ageism. And Mm -hmm. obliterating that concept um in terms of a dialogical approach and literally bringing people together in terms of what you learn from each other through mentorship um was a compelling narrative and compelling practice um and eric we reached out to each other and ever since the first second as it were we've we've always connected um and we've always not you know not just been on the same page we've been on the same sentence in our passionate commitments in terms of the why, the key question, why is this so important? Um, And obviously it is about that that, that concept of meaningful connection. So it enhances self-confidence, well-being, um, but at the same time um, addresses those issues of loneliness and, and for me, importantly, dismantles that concept of ageism um, that that has endured for so long. Um, and looking at different ways and means by which intergenerational relationships can be sort of cultivated in the ways and means by which Eric introduced at the beginning of today's show. So that for me was 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 quite compelling. Um, and as you quite rightly pointed out, I've done I've done a lot of research, but this 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 was this was something I wanted to get really involved in, given its uniqueness.
1: Well, I love the fact that you. Um we're interested in seeing the practice of um, all of the theory and the research and the studies um so i pre- I appreciate that. And so you are on the board and pretty active with Eric in the development of the program. Very good yeah, yes and um yeah i i would I would imagine this would be very powerful i um I, you know, in my own work, I have always enjoyed when I have young people working for me, the mentorship process. Um, I love seeing young people develop in that way. And so for those seniors who are retired and living in a facility, what a great way for them to give back. You know, we we have seniors giving back in so many different ways, but but giving back to our young people is a is a great thing. So how did you um, how did you determine now we, we've how did you determine that high school seniors were the place to target? What were you thinking about?
2: Well I think it would be two things. Inspiration. Um, now I'm a religious person. I thought I was inspired. Mm-hmm. It's a big part of it. As well as I've had a background working with youth. Like I've matured on organizations I've worked in voluntarily or i work with juvenile delinquents before. And I have a daughter that she, right now she's 11. So I've seen the challenges they face. Yes. Like I'm a big extrovert. They've you been knowing me well. i this is how I am. What's the have a twin brother that's uh, grown up was more of an introvert. And I've seen the challenges that he's necessarily faced, but, you know, that, you know that nothing's wrong with being an introvert. But mm-hmm. I've seen some people that, you know, that could be a challenge for him. And then that people that, you know, necessarily they feel they could end, they probably do, but they don't. Well, people don't give them the right opportunity to feel like they fit in. I really feel that these people have something to offer, and it gives them an opportunity to shine. Because now we all know the people that you know, I don't say a stereotype, but maybe a, like the book war, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not much mm-hmm. of a reader to now, recently, I'm not reading books now about help about my company i do not much of a reader, but the people that are kind of in the in the shadows, as well as the people that maybe be a surfer like me, they don't always feel like they fit in. Mm-hmm. Just now with social media and the platforms out there, they may see, you know what, the Joneses are doing. They go on skiing this weekend. I'm staying home doing chores. Mm-hmm. Or they don't. Or different scenarios. There, they don't always. In the youth these days, that's reality when it's really not. Right. You know, yeah. so I think the, I mean, I'm seeing these challenges that these people are facing. I think it's more from being involved in their lives as well as outside looking in. I'm a, I'm a big observer of people, and I'm mm-hmm. seeing that these people are needing to give back or wanting to give back or they're. They're looking for purpose which i think we all are
1: right yeah very good and so you um so we'll talk more about the the technical you know approaching who did you approach and and all of that when we come back um, after our first break which is coming up in a couple of minutes um In the meantime, um, and I want to talk about how you match these folks, you must have a unique process that you work with. Um, I can absolutely see this kind of programming um, being offered around the country. Uh, I'm sure you've had conversations about that. And so I want to explore that with you as well. In the meantime, I have to do a little shout-out to my sponsors. Um, I want to thank TrueLink Financial, who um, is um, a sponsor of mine. They offer um, an online dashboard with their prepaid debit card that is invaluable. If you have caregivers in a home who are doing grocery shopping for a loved one, Um, if you have a disabled child, Um, If you have someone under a power of attorney or guardianship, um, it's a way for them to uh, receive funds through direct transfers, use it as a credit card or a debit card. ToolingFinancial.com is the place to go and check out um, their very unique service. I'd also like to thank my sister company, Decades Group, Um, That is a private um, fiduciary with uh, managing health care and finances for seniors and disabled adults. So with that, we will go to break and we'll be back in 90 seconds. Thanks.
0: This is Aging Life Network. If you have a question or comment for Nancy about the show, please send an email to nancy at aginglifenetwork.com. That's nancy at aginglifenetwork.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Thank you for joining us. I'm here with Eric Peterson and Jason Powell uh, from Seniors for Seniors. And, um, We've talked a lot about how they became involved and the powerful value of such um, a program. I am curious about how you do your matching process. um, Is it a series of questionnaires that are sent to interested folks? How do you do that?
2: Well, we have the youth or the senior adult subscribe to our website that gives myself my president an email. And from there we get you say like a questioner, we have a questioner they feel about their background, shoot their likes, the dislikes, the interests, as well as you know, a safety expectation for make sure so that we have the highest caliber connections happening because we don't want anything that's questionable that you are know, derived from the morale of what we're trying to pro- program we're trying to provide for the people. And some too, we understand that senior adults don't always have or understand how to get on that line as well. So knowing that and working with the senior community and myself and how busy they are, we are more than willing to have on these conversations with these senior adults. So we're telling these people, telling the senior communities, all the family members or whoever's listening we get a name and a phone number of that senior adult that who wants to know more about the program or who is interested. We are more than happy to take that, not say burden, but take that off the shoulder and call that person up and say, if it was Jason who was interested, sure. I'll call Jason up and say, Jason, I understand I'm talking to Nancy at wherever or whoever, and saying, I understand you may be interested in this program. If they are, we could do that information from put them on the phone and make that, make, that, make that happen then and there. And from there, we get in where the youth doing the same thing. And we compare the, the interest forms together, and we think we have a connection that works well. I want reach out to that senior adult again and tell him why I think this is a good connection. This is what I'm seeing as well as with the youth are saying, hey, I'm seeing Jason it would be a good connection here. What do you think? And they both feel that it's a good connection that they feel comfortable with. I'll go on a three way phone call, like a conference call, and i say, Jason, this is Eric, Eric, this is Jason. we we'll give him a little bit, of, you know, something, some direction. And from there, I let the, the youth take control and make this learning experience for the youth to learn how to coordinate things with that senior adult, that senior adult being their mentor. But sometimes in the background, and then know that if I'm ever needed, my board members needed to pursue this three way phone call again, they just contact again. We're always there. But until we encourage them to talk, especially two or three advanced meetings again, so that won't happen. But if it does, because don't, we don't know life happens, we're always there as a
1: support. Sure. So it's important that, that um, each of the adults, the young adult and the older adult, have some kind of connection with the program and know there's somebody they can call if it's not working, if there's an issue. But um, essentially um, you are getting to know each participant. We are. And um, but they do fill out information about themselves. And yeah, it's nothing HIPAA related. Right. It's right. more about no.
2: it's
1: more about you know the person inside. Sure. Yeah, and and what they're and what they are looking for, and I would imagine it's important. Um, yeah, to set expectations yeah. for each each adult.
2: And it seems token too. We encourage, you know that something is questionable that's happening. They want to cut it off. We will because we want this to be, you know, mm-hmm. nothing
1: fishy going on. No. So do you? Um, um, I I I read something about partnerships. So, are you forming partnerships with certain assisted living facilities or groups or companies uh, with educational institutions? How how are those the partnerships you were speaking about? Or are there other partnerships?
2: That's our desire. anybody who wants to be part of our program, as you know, you know, we are nonprofit. We are. Mm-hmm. donations and joining our program is absolutely free you know for community education personnel senior adults to family members to their senior communities but we want to be to work with you know so we have an excellent community involved we want to be seeing their community as well as through their other communities or to the high school or that county even saying this county Disney service sort of hours like you mentioned is my county where I live in service hours. We want to be the resource for them. You know, we saw all these people I live they look at goodwill or they do that's not meaningful to get the service hours. This is, we want an opportunity that's enriching. We
1: want to be able to make a widespread who can benefit, who wants to be benefited. benefit. Are, are the young people strictly coming out of high schools?
2: We have so we have one high school we start to begin beginning this phase we haven't watched any others because we haven't been able to get involved fully connected because of the you know i think it's part of the covid as well as yeah,
1: covid getting in the doors
2: to mm-hmm. the communities i think they're they're so the mind and focuses on the right thing right now they're focusing on what needs to be the next phase for
0: mm-hmm. the
2: safety of the residents as well as for the liability which we understand but then two though we are Offering
1: these virtually as well as over the phone too. Sure. That's great. Did you have something to add, Dr. Powell?
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I guess part of the, um, Eric had mentioned obviously the program at, at the moment is we're very much orientated around, you know, the idea of, of being open, volunteering, and is a key aspect to it in terms of community leadership. Um, but obviously, you know, in, in terms of, long-term aspirations obviously the program will need evaluating and in terms of its effectiveness and com- and in terms of the way and means by which it can be rolled out disseminated whether it's around the us or around internationally and obviously that can pick up funding um and therefore part of that funding aspect is about looking at the success of intergenerational meaningful relationships and the enhancement has on, on well-being so that is a is a key aspect um, in terms of our our, our, our long term trajectory. That could mean about building partnerships because there may be organisations who may wish to fund that and look at the efficacy of it in terms of how it would work in their organisation. Um, and but obviously for research funders, um, it's a key aspect um, because mm-hmm. what the most enduring question of all time has been that that idea about. You know, younger people over here and older people over there, how have they been brought together, as it were? Um, and, um, you know, th- what lessons can be learned from that process? Um, and the Seniors for Seniors programme obviously gives s- some tremendous insights with regard to, you know, thematic interests, mentorship, coaching, um, and, and equally the concepts of lifelong learning as a, as a process by which is, is, is for both. Those people in high school, as well as older people, something by which mm-hmm. is never ending, um, mm-hmm. from both both ways. So that's what I would add to that that narrative.
1: Yes, yes, it, it might even be something offered um, for senior projects for college students, or um, uh, possibly internships. Although that might take away from the sort of the level. Playing field of of the give back, but of course, leave it to the researcher to say that um, evaluating the outcomes of these of these relationships is equally as important as as sort of that initial process of bringing people into the program. But I hear what you're saying, Eric, that you want to be sure that all parties are safe and and these are good relationships that that you're putting together. Definitely.
2: And as well, they said, did you sign up and they found out the youth or the adult found, this isn't for me. I tried this out. I'm not liking it or life happens. You have a, a that potential event. You're not, you're not tied into an, in a box of the bow. Not? You are, you know, the reason why is to say, hey, I'm up and out. And that's completely understandable. What can kind to of grow you and ask you why you didn't get enough Mm-hmm. We'd like to know if it can improve our service, maybe. But if it's a personal thing or a personality thing, we understand that. We don't want people to feel like they're stuck in a corner saying, I can't get out of this
1: corner because I've committed to this.
2: This is a like, very much a
1: volunteer. Have Have you found, I know um, you know that interview I referred to on your website, um, seniorsforseniors.org, um, was with a woman at Morning Star Assisted Living. Are you finding any interest by the administrators of such a facility? I would think that there would be some interest in in promoting your program, perhaps inviting you in to speak to their to their residents. I guess COVID has just really thrown everything off. You said yes. you developed the program in 2018, and then. You 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 were like ramping up and then COVID hit, which changed everything. So you've got a reset here probably. But
2: so what um, we said sometimes a we're reckoning about the virtually how this is possible as well. But to the question, yes we are. We actually I'm gonna to talk as to, I see emailing back and forth with that community leader in that community just yesterday. Mm-hmm about going in, in June talking to the residents. Yes. It's still a slow process, but one thing that Jason are really focusing on is that we won't provide these services to you, and it is available right now, we can do this right now, but it has to be, it has to right to you. Like I talked to some maybe talking to you today in Canada, they were very much interested, but they feel like we weren't quite ready although fully yet, in their opinion, mm-hmm. and they will not feel like they could, were fully ready to engage until maybe until August. To recap again, and for us, that's fine because we, we we want people to know we are here for the right reasons. It's not a off box saying, okay, we're in the U.K., okay, we're in this community. No. We no. are.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We want to be there as a service, not a cookie cutter saying, here's our service, okay, good luck, we'll talk to you later. You know, we, we want to be your neighbor. We want to be the one you come to saying, this doesn't work, this does. 'Cause as we know, maybe the same company but to them too, the, the different communities may have a different mindset or a different element of challenges or or strengths in their communities. We want them to be very transparent with us because we want to be able to make sure we serve all these services what's meaningful for them, not just messaging of yeah, we this community we, we it's a checkoff. No, we want to make sure Maybe it may change a year from now. As people pass away and people move in, that will element might change all completely over again. And that's where we won't be recap saying this worked this year first, but you know, what these other people coming on this coming in this time? This is a different element for us. And we want to be very flexible to make the service beneficial, not just say done deal. That makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we've also got a lot more boomers moving into uh, assisted living, and uh, I'm I'm going to have an author in the next few weeks on who wrote a book about boomers, and he's you know be creating himself as an expert on boomers, and um, I think we're a different breed, and so we um, you know. We like uh, giving back. We are looking for opportunities for service. And so, um, yeah, you might be looking at a whole new generation, as you say. But I, I can imagine, I would think that assisted living facilities would welcome you. And um and probably duplication, I mean that's just another whole topic and it really relies on um systems and and such and um yeah. So hopefully you have a good working board and <laughs> that can help you with all of that. Dr. Powell certainly would be one of them, I would think. Of course, um, I
2: no, he's done a lot. <laughs>
1: I bet he has, yeah, because, you know, as a researcher, um, yeah, those systems are really critical for evaluation and outcomes. And also, um, you know, I've run multiple businesses, and if you don't have a system in place, um, things can't grow. You can't grow without systems. So you have to be ready for it even before it happens.
2: I'm very blessed to have a very very beneficial board. They are very supportive of me, mm-hmm. as well as, you know, growing with me as well. Like Jason, he's been, to Jason, he's been you know, it's a seven-hour difference for me he's in Colorado. He takes a lot of sacrifice on himself on my behalf. And
1: yeah, it's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's probably a lot of uh, phone calls at funny hours.
3: Yeah, but it's worth it um that's that's the important point um as as i say um if your heart if your heart's in it and you really believe in it and you're passionate about it um as underpinning values as well as the systems um then obviously that that drives it with regard to what which is the essence which is about you know making those meaningful relationships happen between those two groups so um which is which was what Eric is has come up with that fantastic um, seniors for seniors metaphor uh, as, as as now a package which is um, oh it's one, really.
1: your your logo is great uh, the the website is very nice yeah you've done a you've really done a very nice job on presenting the program um, how can um, out Others who are interested in intergenerational work become involved with your program. Certainly, um, uh, donations are always welcome. I would imagine. Definitely. Yeah. 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 How, how many paid staff do you have,
2: Eric? We have no paid staff right now. We are nonprofit. Oh. We haven't made actually, we haven't made a penny yet. As a CEO, I do do some on monetary benefits, but Hasn't happened in Korea yet, but we are actually hoping in the future to start asking for fashion support. Because we started at first, we did ask for financial support, and we were denied, because, I think because we were just getting started. We weren't getting out there saying, like, we are now talking about what we're doing, which we are now. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. what Professor uh, just mentioned, you know, his heart's in it. That's what my passage you know, we say catching the fever, you know, we're we're doing this because we want to do this. You know, like I do a full time job, Jason's working, Everyone members are working with are working full time. I see. You know, but we're doing this because we're harsh at. And I think people hopefully have seen this and feeling this knows that's where we're at. You know, and then the, we I the some that we be rewarded for doing so. But number two, we want people to know that's not our focus. Or, you know, our goal is see. to provide the services because yes. the people are needed.
1: Sure. Well, eventually, you will need to be paid because you won't have time for your other job. It's and uh for now it's
2: been a very big challenge. I'm actually working overnight <laughs> to
1: in the hospital. Oh. You okay. know, and right.
2: doing this, and it's been okay. very
1: challenging. Yes, I bet. Well, um, even nonprofits have to make money. And, uh, yeah, so donations are welcome. Senior for Seniors in Highlands Ranch. Is your address online as well? Yeah,
2: online. We're on LinkedIn, but, you know, hashtag I see is hashtag giving back. Mm -hmm. No.
1: Yeah. Yes. Well, and um, but there are ways to contact you via your website there if is. are interested. A in. There's a phone number as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, great. So fundraising should be a priority as well as um, as well as creating, making sure the structure is pretty tight, so that you can um, move to other. I mean, the concept is, you know. Can be duplicated but it's the heart that's involved that can't be duplicated and um yeah i just i just see a lot of potential for what you're doing thank you and so the more background you you more foundation you create the more um those of us in other states can bring it into our state and uh you know, sometimes uh, programs like yours can be attached to other nonprofits who uh, want to bring in a program, um, uh, or you can do it standalone. You have a lot of options.
3: Yeah, I mean we've we've also reached to philanthropists, but mm-hmm. given COVID. Um, again, COVID has been an enduring mm-hmm. issue at the moment mm-hmm. um, in terms of strategic funding and priorities. Um, and hopefully, if that subsides, um, maybe we can tap into that resource a lot more, as it were, um, in terms of the themes of uh, the dominant themes of the programme.
1: Yes. Well, I imagine that there may be private companies that want to um, provide some funding Um, if you can create um, some space for them on your website to show that they have partnered with you or they're sponsoring you. Yeah, so there's a lot of ways to do that. and so um, sadly, I always feel this way on the second break. I have to take another break. I'm a little late in doing so, and then we'll come back and we'll wrap wrap up our conversation today. Okay, so we'll be right back. Thanks. <music>
2: America is on your favorite smart
1: speaker. If you have Alexa or Google home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey,
0: Alexa, play finding your frequency podcast on TuneIn. Are you overwhelmed and struggling with the next step? Is your family in crisis? Do you need advice or help making a difficult decision for an aging loved one? Aging life network was developed to connect you with senior care experts and life care professionals who will discuss your unique situation. Through podcast interviews with senior care experts, articles, and live webinars, Aging Life Network shares with you those things you need to know to care for your aging loved one. Check out aginglifenetwork.com today and find the answers you need.
1: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to
0: Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Aging Life Network. If you have a question or comment for Nancy about the show, please send an email to nancy at aginglifenetwork.com. That's nancy at aginglifenetwork.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Hi, thanks for coming back. I'm here with um, Dr. Jason Powell and Eric Peterson who are with SeniorsForSeniors.org, and we've been discussing their very unique program um, located out of Colorado, although Dr. Powell is in the UK and tells me that he's been approached by folks in the UK who are interested in such a program. I mean, I can tell you um, I live one state away, and and, uh, my organization, we've been looking for... um, you know, programming to support and participate in that that help um, seniors, particularly with the issue of isolation, uh, loneliness. So many of our boomers are um, growing older as single people. So many did not have children. Um, many are single by choice or fate, and others are single because they've lost a spouse. But um, we are going to see more and more of our um, older adults um, looking toward companionship. And as Eric mentioned to me, I think at the beginning of the show, or maybe before the show, that, um, you know, having that kind of companionship is not always affordable, but also you know traditional caregivers don't bring what you are setting out to bring to these older adults and and that's why i think about the college student or even the young the young post college person who is thinking about a career and connecting them with someone who has had that career what what a what an awesome mentorship that could bring to those two people. Um, let's talk about a little bit about, summarize what, what are the most important things we've discussed today. I mean, obviously there's an enormous value for both seniors, older adults, and young people when they are brought together in a way where they can give back to each other. Um, that is an amazing um, part of your work. Um, the other is creating programming that encourages that. Right? Um, and um, and the work that you're doing at Seniors for Seniors. Uh, I applaud you, Eric, for um, trying to jumpstart something ground up while working full-time. That is like a big lift for anybody. And for you to do it out of your heart and your soul and uh, without financial reward is really um, very impressive and admirable. I, I applaud you for Thank doing you. that for our seniors and for our young people. And uh, Dr. Powell, I I am thrilled that you are a part of this. Um, you can bring a dimension from the academic re- research world and you know i i worked on a um a program startup similar thing here in albuquerque for lgbt seniors and one of the physicians on the board um he was very big on we need to measure this we need to demonstrate that that you know and and they did have they had some intergenerational piece to their programming, but not anything as substantive as this. Mm. Um, yeah.
3: yeah. Definitely.
1: Um, what else? And I, also,
3: yeah. I was going to say, the other thing was, it, it, so if you remember there was a book by someone called Carol Estes called The Aging Enterprise,
1: mm-hmm. and
3: she talked about one of the things in American it, Society was about the divide, the divide between young and old, and that and that was one of the greatest challenges for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and that book became a bestseller. Um, and then here we go. We're talking today about ways and means by which that 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 book now is sort of sort of critically challenged as it were by um, what what Eric has been able to put together in such an innovative way. Um, and most importantly, you know. The, it is about service, but it's also about human development and meanings that underpin that human development, um, irrespective of age. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going back to the person again, aren't oh, we? Person centered, um, so that yeah. people learn from each other. And then obviously that makes communities much more resilient and sustainable. Um, and that's where I applaud Eric so much.
1: And that's, um, I spoke to you, I think, during a break about my daughter was at a small liberal arts college in Florida, and they, uh, and she was a human development major. And so part of her work was working with some seniors in an assisted living facility, but it was more informal, small group uh, lunch over lunch. Uh, but there was one woman that impressed her quite a lot because she had been a professor of human development at a university, and Abigail at the time, that's what she wanted to do. And um, it was really, um, they also had a project where they interviewed um, Holocaust survivors that also just was so incredible for her. And she um, did the, you know, a sit-down interview as well as a video of that interview that they then brought to the museum, the local museum, and placed all of that in the museum. And so, yes, there's many things that um, students are doing who are interested in seniors. And um, you know, there's so many, so many seniors today that um, people are starting to see us. <laughs> in a way that seniors have not been seen before um, the the uh, market you know the business market around seniors is just mushrooming um, through housing and technology and um, services in general. Um, but offering something from the nonprofit perspective is really um, is unique and um, Again, any way that I can help you promote this program, I'm happy to do that.
2: Thank um, you. Yeah, these be lifelong relationships, too. After the person goes to college, we're yeah. hoping that they go home from spring break or something and saying, I'm going to go see Jason at the senior home. Right. Or, yeah. I mean, Thanksgiving is coming up. Can Jason come over Thanksgiving? We want this to be, you know. A very family, as well, yeah. because you know mm. they will become a family member in a sense to that senior or the youth. Sometimes, uh, vice versa. Mm-hmm. And we yes. want them. You know, one my, of my people are in the program now last Christmas, she brought our cookies to us. to so found my friend and asked her how things were going. She was me that she was giving cookies to her youth mentor as well as vice versa. That the youth mentor gave her cookies. Mm-hmm. Now is the this is about what we we're hoping for, right. but we didn't push because it has to come naturally from your heart to do so. Right,
1: needs to be organic. Needs- sure, yeah, yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to any important points that um, you want to share with our listeners before we go today? I'll say that
2: you know, just another time see them the two, but I think in that. Let's get started. You know, the COVID right now, we've talked before, it's been a challenge for us. Mm-hmm. But what's next? Or what's, it, or what's it coming back? Is us get these connections happening now? So when things do come challenging, these interactions could still happen. And then the isolation the that they're facing now or to a larger scale in the future. Right. Don't have to be as impactful. It's even more of a, what if it'd be more, this happened? Now, we have this said already, it's already happened
1: already. Right. What
2: are you, Jason?
3: And just to add to it, um, there's no limits. Obviously, it started with Eric in Colorado. And as you hinted at that, Nancy, in terms of where you live, there's interest. Um, and there's obviously interest beyond the US in terms of, say, the Europe and the UK. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, we've had interest from India. Um, <laughs> I mean, even at this minute in time, but with what's mm. going on in India, uh, yeah,
1: um,
3: so you know. So, so I guess what what I'm saying is, is that part of this um, wonderful, um, this this wonderful pr- pr- practice that Eric's put together, as it were, is that you know the the future looks exceptionally positive with regard to it in mm. terms of its not just its significance but its reach. And the important point is, is that there are no limits to it.
1: Yes. No, congratulations, Eric. Thank you
2: for your support here, too. It means a lot yeah. to us. I mean, it's about you and the people we've talked to in the past and the future we have people. You know, one you know, thing, more and more, more, you guys pay somebody, but the timidest time and their effort to do, they can prepare for this broadcast and so forth, you yeah, can take that back. And mm-hmm. we appreciate everybody. Cause it means a lot to us knowing that Obviously, your hearts in it, but your time to do so means a lot to us because it's something you can't get back.
1: Well, and and I can see where uh, a, a program like this could attract volunteers, just administrative volunteers, to help you. Certainly, I'm ready to jump on board. So, <laughs> I'm ready oh, to that's help. Yeah. So um, I want to thank you both for joining me today. I appreciate all the work that you're doing to enhance the lives of seniors and our young people. You can learn more about Seniors for Seniors by visiting their website, www.seniorsforseniors.org. Is yes, no, it's
2: the number four not f-o-u-r f-o-r but the number four right the
1: number four seniors number four seniors.com um join me and my guests live each wednesday or on demand at voiceamerica.com or follow us on your favorite podcast platform um to find out if you find yourself faced with difficult decisions or are seeking resources, check out my website, aginglifenetwork.com, where you can schedule a time to talk with a live life care manager a professional who will offer you answers, guidance, and support, as well as an enormous amount of information to assist you with your aging life journey. I wish you all a great week and hope to see you next time here at Aging Life. Thank you both. Eric Peterson and Jason Powell for joining me today. Thank Thank you for
2: listening. Thank you for your time.
0: Thank you for tuning in this week to Aging Life Network. Please join host Nancy Oriola for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness channel. We can't wait to talk again.